You are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya and I want to thank you for listening to this episode and subscribing for new episodes every Monday. So I hope that you can sense the stirring of the Holy Spirit in your heart in this hour. God is doing some new things. He's doing some amazing things throughout the earth. And I'm always encouraged by the fact that God does not sleep. He does not slumber. And so what I believe God is doing in this hour is he is awakening our hearts. And I heard and I saw a very powerful quote, and I'm not sure who this quote is by, but it said that before there is a great awakening, there has to be a rude awakening. And I'm going to say that again, before there is a great awakening, there has to be a rude awakening. So I hope that as you're listening to this podcast, you're somebody who is focused on prayer and revival and the heart of God. And so we believe that God is going to awaken our nation. He's going to do something in the church and the body of Christ and revival throughout every city, every street, every home. And I believe that before God does that, there's something that he's doing in our hearts. He's getting our attention. We have to truly put our hearts on the altar in this season. And so as God begins to awaken our heart, it's so important that we are in tune with what God is saying. So Ephesians chapter five, verse 14 says, awake you who sleep arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Now, I believe that you can be awakened, that God can take you to new levels of his glory, new levels of his presence. And even as believers, sometimes we can be sleep. We can be dull to what the spirit of God is saying. And God has to shake us. He has to stir us up. He has to get our attention so that we can put our focus back on him. We can put our desire and our heart back upon him. Colossians tells us to set our things, set our minds on things above, not on things of this earth. And so, so many times we can be consumed by the things of the earth and by everything that this world has to offer us. But we have to stay focused on things that are of the kingdom and things that are above. We have to stay focused on Jesus. So a part of this awakening of the heart, which we're talking about today, I want to jump into true versus fake repentance. Yes, I'm going to say that again. True versus fake repentance, because this is an hour where we're hearing a lot about repentance. And I want to talk to you about what that means, because that's a part of God awakening our heart when we're able to see things in us that do not line up with God's heart and God's character. And God begins to pull us and he begins to draw us closer. And we talked about this a couple episodes back that when God is taking us higher, when he is taking us deeper, there are certain things that he is going to remove. There are certain things that he is going to get rid of in order to elevate us to the next level. One of the greatest examples of that is in Isaiah, where Isaiah begins to talk to the Lord. The Lord is in heaven and he says, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And we see that in Isaiah chapter six, where Isaiah has this encounter with the Lord and he realizes, hey, I'm a man of unclean lips. And so God had to touch his lips and purify him so that he could go on and do what God has called him to do. And the same with us. If you're in a place where you're saying, God, I surrender my life to you. I want to do your will. I want everything that you have in store for me. There is a process that God takes us through where he purges us and he cleanses us and he uses us for 
his glory. In order to take a part of that process, we have to be aware of our sin. We have to be aware of anything that's not like God. We also have to be aware of the power of God and his ability to deliver us. And so in Isaiah chapter six, verse four, it says, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And so this is when Isaiah has an encounter with the Lord and he begins to see the uncleanness of his lips. Now, if God has been showing you things about yourself in this season, things that you may not like, things that you're not happy about, it is a beautiful time to rejoice. God loves us so much that he will show us certain things so that he can deliver us and set us free. God may be showing you that you're not as patient as you thought, or you're not as obedient as you thought you were. And so many times God uses certain situations and circumstances to show us what's really on the inside of us. But be of good courage because God is able to take us deeper. He does not just show us things just to show us what's there, but he shows us things so that we can come into agreement and ask him to change us and to purge us so that he can take us higher. We see this in again in Isaiah chapter six, verse seven says, and he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. And also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. The same thing that Isaiah had an issue with, his unclean lips, God uses him as a mighty prophet to prophesy the word of the Lord and to also prophesy the coming of the Messiah. And so even in your weaknesses, even in your struggles, if you submit those things to God, God will change you, he will deliver you, he will set you free, and he will use you for his glory and for his kingdom. Amen. So one thing about true repentance is you have to have the ability to understand and really be able to see the state that you're in. Isaiah saw the state that he was in. And two, you have to have the ability to really genuinely repent. So I love what the Lord tells them in the book of Joel chapter two, verses 13. He says, so rend your heart and not your garments return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Now, one thing that is so good to me about this passage is that there's a huge difference between garments and heart. So he tells them, rend your heart and not your garments, because of course, that was the tradition of that time where they would take their cloth, they would take their garments and they would rip them and they would put ashes on their face as a sign of mourning. And it was an outward form of repentance where the Lord got if you will, tired of that. And he began to tell the children of Israel, Hey, rend your heart. Don't just tear up these outwardly garments, but rend your heart. And that's what I believe God is doing in this hour. He's bringing us to a place where we can see what's going on in our heart. And we have the ability to turn to him. And this verse says, return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. I want to pull out some points here about garments 
versus your heart, because this is where we get into true, genuine repentance. And so garments, of course, they can change. You can have more than one garment, but you only have one heart. And your heart is one of your most vital organs. Of course, we know that. And so when God tells them, hey, rend your heart, that means repentance that's going to cost you something. It's not just done for show or or for a form of godliness, but it's something on the inside of you where you're saying, God, I know that you're not pleased with this. I'm turning away from this, whether that's a habit or bad relationship or addiction. These are things where you cry out to God and say, God, break this thing off of me. I do not want this in my life. And you turn away. And I don't know if you've ever experienced true repentance, but it can be painful. And this is why I love this part about rend your heart, because God is not just for what we can offer on the outward appearance, but he wants the truth. He wants the fullness of our hearts. And because of his love for us, he understands that when we repent, when we truly lay aside all of the things in our lives that are not glorifying to him, then we can take this deeper, closer walk where he can awaken our heart and do something new on the inside of us. And there's such a beauty in true repentance. There's such a beauty in returning to the Lord. Even with the prodigal son, when he returned home, there was joy, there was celebration because he was back in the presence of his father. And so we have to understand that we have to go after God in this hour, that as God awakens our hearts, we don't want any distractions or anything that's going to keep us from seeing the Lord high and lifted up. One thing I love about God is that he is a safe place. The beauty of Christ is that he can handle our weaknesses. He can handle the things that we struggle with. We can go before him and he knows how to set us free. He also knows how to cover us and keep us and deliver us. And so when God begins to correct you, you don't have to hide. You don't have to be in denial. All you have to do is surrender. And so even before Jesus was going to the cross, he told Peter, he said, you'll deny me three times. And Peter said, no, I'll never deny you. And that was the wrong response because when God gets a hold of us in an area in our lives, we cannot be in denial. We have to say, okay, God, this area of my life, I surrender it to you. If you're showing me that I'm impatient, if you're showing me that I struggle with, with racist thoughts, if you're showing me that I struggle with, um, being on time or being disciplined or having self-control, whatever it is that God may be showing you, understand that as you surrender those things, as you say, like Isaiah, woe is me. I have this issue, but God, I'm going to allow you to touch me. I'm going to allow you to change me. I'm going to allow you to work patience in my life. I'm going to allow you to fill my heart with love. I'm going to allow you to give me discipline in these areas of my life. And you surrender to the process of the Holy Spirit. It aligns you for something new that God wants to do. Your heart can become awake again to the presence of God, to the things that God has in store, because he wants to take you deeper. He wants to take you higher. And I believe that God is purging the church. He's purging the body of Christ, that we will be carriers of his glory, carriers of his anointing, that we will be his witnesses in the earth. And so it's okay to rend your heart. It's okay to lay it 
all on the altar. If you have to cry, if you have to kick, if you have to scream, let go of the things that God is telling you to let go of in this hour. Trust God that he is faithful, that as you return to him, you will allow him to set a new fire on the inside of you. And I don't know about you, but that's my prayer that Holy Spirit, you will set a new fire on the inside of my heart, that my heart would burn for you, that I will not be held back or or walk in bondage to things of the past, but that your presence will consume me, that I will see you high and lifted up and that your glory will fill my life, that I will be your witness in this earth, that I will stand for you in the fullness of who you are, that I will know you in a greater way, that I will see you, God, in a new way in this season, in this hour, oh God, that I will commune with you. That's my prayer. That is the prayer of my heart. And I pray that that's your prayer as well, that we will be so focused and in tune with what God wants to do. And so God is awakening our heart. I want to close in prayer and pray for you as you're listening to this episode. God, I pray for each and every person. I thank you for the great awakening that is happening all around the earth, God, that you are doing something great. I thank you that you never sleep, you never slumber. And God, you hold our hearts in your hands. And Father, I thank you that you search our hearts, you see all things and that Lord, we can come to you because you are the lifter of our head. And God, I thank you for purging us. David said, purge me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be white as snow. And so God, I pray that you will wash each and every one of us, that we will be vessels of honor, vessels that you can use to carry your glory in this earth. God, that we will not be caught up and stuck on little things, but that our eyes will see you, that we will set our mind. We will set our affection on things above, not on things of this earth, because the earth is passing away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And so God, you're preparing our hearts. You're taking us from glory to glory, from faith to faith, God. And so Lord, I thank you right now for everything that you are doing. I thank you, God, that you command us to awake out of our sleep. And I pray, oh God, against slumber and the things of the spirit, that we will go hard after you, that your fire was set up in our hearts, your fire, oh God, would penetrate on the inside of us, Lord, that we will not just have a form of godliness, but we will walk in the power of God. We will walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and we will be your witnesses in the earth. God, I pray for each and every person that is struggling with habits and addictions and sin and bondage and bad relationships and things that are toxic. God, I pray right now that those things will be broken in the name of Jesus, that God, we will rend our hearts and not our garments and that your power to deliver your power to heal is present that Lord, we don't have to walk in bondage because Romans tells us that sin has no dominion over us. And so I thank you, God, that we have power by your Holy Spirit and we do not have to be in the bondage of sin. God, touch us like you touched Isaiah. God, touch us, oh God, even as your presence was on Moses where he stuttered, but you used him to fulfill your will in this earth. And so God, even in our weaknesses, even in the things that we may struggle with, God, help us to know that you still want to use us. You still want to deliver us. You still want to set us free because you love us, God. And so I pray that we will wholeheartedly 
give our hearts to you in this season. You will give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to us and what your spirit is saying to the church in this hour. Thank you, Lord, for each and every intercessor and prayer warrior and Christian and believer that listens to this podcast. I thank you, God, that you're stirring us up in this hour and you're raising up an army. You're raising up a remnant that will be your voice in this earth, God. And that will be all that you have called us to be, that we will see your glory and your power in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to send in your prayer request to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at prayerisbreathing. If you need any Christian apparel, you can check out Awake christianclothing.com. Awake is also derived from Ephesians 5.14, which says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Be encouraged. Continue to look to Jesus. Let's be bold and share our faith this week and trust God and share the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you again. Till next week. God bless.